What's doing, everybody? Today is Thursday, August 17th. Dr. Ben Carson joins me on the podcast today. We got a lot to discuss, including the fourth indictment of former President Donald Trump. We're going to talk about the Biden family corruption. Plus, New York Times bestselling author James Patterson is funding Dr. Carson's new pilot program. And there's a school superintendent in Alaska that is not going to allow Dr. Carson to speak. Well, I'm going to let him speak right now. I'm Alec Lace. This is The Alec Lace Show. What's doing, everybody? I'm Alec Lace, and for the last five years, I've hosted an award-winning podcast called First Class Fatherhood. For the most part, I've done my best to keep politics out of the conversation, but I cannot do that anymore. That is why I've decided to launch a new show, The Alec Lace Show. So hit the follow button, and let's preserve, protect, and fight for the American family together. The future is family. Welcome, everybody, to The Alec Lay Show. I'm happy and honored, as always, to be here with you guys. Thank you for stopping by. If you're watching the broadcast live here on Rumble, as always, please share the broadcast. Let's get as many viewers in here as possible. Hit the like button, comment down below, hit the live chat. Let's pump this algorithm up, and let's get more people to notice the show. If you haven't yet, follow the program here on Rumble or Apple Spotify, wherever you're listening to. It goes a long way to help me out. I really have a tremendous honor of welcoming Dr. Ben Carson onto the podcast today. A little backstory on this. Uh, the very first time I met Dr. Carson was at the White House. I was there with press credentials. I was doing interviews for First Class Fatherhood, trying to get Donald Trump, who was president at the time. Uh, there was a big event going on in the East Room, so I was escorted in there with the media through the hallway. And after the event was over, on the way out, I noticed Dr. Carson standing in the hallway there. I went up and introduced myself, gave him a business card of mine for First Class Fatherhood. It took quite a while for me to finally get him on the podcast, but I was able to do it. I met him again at a CPAC or a Turning Point USA, one of those events, and we finally locked down. He is very passionate about fatherhood and the fatherless crisis, so it was awesome to get a chance to have him on First Class Fatherhood now. Now uh, that I have been sick and tired of seeing what's going on in this country, and I'm not keeping my mouth shut about politics, I am very honored to have him join me here on The Alec Lay Show now to break down all of this absolute corruption that is really going on in our justice system. And just, I mean, it's a scary, what, what in the world is going on right now where you're seeing uh, the former president being indicted for a fourth time and people laughing and joking about it and, and clapping and applauding this on the other side? I just think it's a, a, a dangerous precedent being set here. And we're going to talk to Dr. Carson about all this and so much more. Uh, again, just a quick mention, I am just two days away from jumping into the Hudson River and swimming across the river with the Navy SEALs. It's the fourth, uh, fifth annual Navy SEAL swim across the Hudson River. I'm raising money for the Navy SEAL Foundation. A link to the campaign is down there in the description. Anything you could do uh, would be greatly appreciated. And thank you for those who have supported it so far. All right, so let's do this here. Let's bring in Dr. Ben Carson to the program. Joining me now, Dr. Ben Carson. Welcome to the Alec Lay Show. So nice to be with you. Thank you. Well, it's a pleasure to speak with you here once again. Honored to have you on the show. Uh, I wanted to start out here with, obviously, uh, former President Donald Trump's been indicted now for a fourth time. Uh, this seems to be getting completely out of hand. It's a dangerous precedent that's being set here moving forward. I kind of wanted to get your take on on all the Trump indictments, particularly this last one in Georgia here. And what does this really say? What does this mean? How does this change politics moving forward? Well, it's a very troubling situation that we have here. This is really not so much about Donald Trump or any one person. This is about the United States of America and what we stand for. 
And liberty and justice for all has been one of the reasons that we've been that city on the hill that has attracted people. When we start perverting the justice system for political reasons, uh, it completely destroys the foundation that this country was built on. And I, I think many Americans are starting to realize that. They may not be particularly fond of Donald Trump, but I think they're even less fond of totalitarianism. Yeah, really well said. And what does it mean here for, I mean, obviously you were a, uh, you ran against Donald Trump for the primaries before the 2016 election. You uh, worked in in his administration. What are the other candidates here? Do do, do the other candidates, should they be dropping out, throwing their full weight behind Donald Trump here? I mean, you as a former candidate, what do you do in this situation? Do you say, hey, what's happening here is, is much greater than me. It's time to jump out and say, this is wrong and call it out and get behind them. Well, I think it's time for people to recognize that we're at a critical juncture in our country right now. It was Benjamin Franklin who, after the 1787 Constitutional Convention, was asked, sir, what do we have, a monarchy or a republic? He said, a republic, if you can keep it. This is as close as we've ever come to losing it. And if, in fact, we end up with a government Uh, that is heavily leaning toward progressivism and wanting to change the system that we have, not appreciating the things that have been done to make this into a great country, uh, then, in fact, we will have lost that republic. But uh, I think all the candidates, they have every right to run. I'm not telling anybody to drop out, but I, I would say this. Whoever wins the primaries... Everybody needs to get behind them. We can't have this, never this person or never that person stuff, because that's the same as voting for Marxism to take over our country. Yeah, really great point, uh, Dr. Carson. Then we, we contrast this now with what we're seeing from uh, Joe Biden and his crime family here accused of massive corruption. We've seen reports here that, I mean, uh, a, a lot of evidence suggesting that uh, now President Biden, when he was vice president, was using that position to influence his son's business partners uh, into these uh, illustrious deals that benefited his entire family. Yet it seems like uh, we're seeing, you know, a a little bit of attention from that from the media. And we're not seeing the Justice Department treat this the same way. What's your take on this? Are we seeing two tiers of justice because of this? Unquestionably, we're seeing two different uh, levels of, of justice or injustice. But I don't think, again, people recognize the magnitude of what's going on here. If you have a president who is potentially compromised uh, because of foreign deals, that puts the entire country in severe jeopardy. And that is worthy of investigation. Our media should be very curious about that, and there should be deep investigation. If it's the case, something needs to be done about it, and if it's not the case, that needs to be exposed as well. But, you know, you can't just go around uh, with blinders on when these kinds of potential issues are going on in our country. Well, here's what drives me crazy. Just as a regular uh, blue-collar, working American guy that's looking at this outside looking in is when we see 
you know, all the evidence that was leading up to Trump colluding with Russia to win the 2016 election all turned out to be completely 100% fabricated. And they knew it was fabricated using it. And, and we're still per- persecuting Trump for that. Now we have we see evidence we were told about the Hunter Biden laptop that we were told was fake. That was Russian disinformation. We were told that over and over again. Turns out that's incorrect. It was real. So what we were told was real was false. What we were told was false was real. And looking at this going, wait a second here, something is radically wrong here. So to the average American citizen, we're being had. That's what it seems like. We're being played like a fiddle. If you go back to the congressional record, January the 10th, 1963, we're talking 60 years ago, uh, read into the congressional record were the goals of communism in America, 45 of them. They've accomplished almost all of them. And the things that we're seeing going on right now are right in their playbook. Uh, We think we won the Cold War, but they were playing the long game. There are things in there like gain control of the school system so that you can indoctrinate the kids, drive a wedge between children and their parents, gain control of the media so you could spoon feed the people, remove God from all public areas. It goes on and on. The things that are going on right now, we are being played like a fiddle and we don't even know it. Yeah, scary stuff. And, and following up on that point now, Virginia's uh, largest school district is now going to defy Governor Yunkin's guidance on uh, on bathrooms, pronouns, sports, the whole bit. Whereas he had the guidance saying if, if, you, if you're a man, you use the men's room. If you're a woman, you use the woman's room and so on. So now the largest school district in Virginia is going to defy that. And parents in this country, this is the reason why after doing first class fatherhood for so many years that I've done this podcast because I cannot take what's going on here. Parents are the underdog in this country right now, Dr. Carson. And we're seeing this, especially when it comes to this transgenderism stuff where it's like obvious obvious stuff. You don't want your daughter playing against men in sports. I mean, that seems like it's obvious to almost every parent, yet we're being told that we're wrong, we're bigoted, and we're transphobic because we don't go along with this. So now we're seeing school districts in Virginia defy the governor's guidance of basic, just have the boys use the boys' room. Yeah, well, logic and common sense have basically gone out of the window. You know, I talked to people in a lot of other countries. They all had the same question for me. What happened to you guys? I can't believe what's going on in this country. And I think a lot of Americans can't believe it either. But one of the things that I discovered when I was running for president is that most Americans have common sense. What they lack is courage. We have too many people who simply don't want to be canceled, don't want to be called a nasty name. They stand in the corner looking at their feet. They don't get involved. And you cannot be the land of the free if you're not the home of the brave. You've got to be able to stand up and fight for what you believe in, or you're going to lose it. And, uh, you know, people need to think about their children and their grandchildren. What kind of future are they going to have if we have totalitarian government that simply says, this is who you are. This is what you must do. This is how you must do it. This is what you must believe. And, you know, what they're doing to Trump is just a a small sample of what they're going to do to everybody who disagrees with them. Yeah, it's scary stuff. But I think, too, Dr. Carson, that we have places like 
Twitter now where it seems like, for the most part, you can get away with free speech. And on Rumble, you can get away with saying free. So I think we hopefully we'll see more and more people be able to speak out and not be afraid to be canceled on those platforms. But right now, if you do it, you're wiped out on YouTube. You're wiped out on TikTok and, and Facebook. You don't have a chance if you're speaking anything about this type of stuff, especially when it comes to the transgenderism stuff. And here in the communist state of New Jersey, where I live, the governor, his Murphy, his ordinance is that children can use whatever pronouns they want. And if they change them, the teachers aren't required to tell the parents. So it's gotten so far out of hand where the teachers can keep secrets from the parents. And if the parents complain about it, they're the ones that are kicked out of these board meetings. And it's it's really so frustrating as a parent. It makes you just, you know, you know what, what do you do when you're in a situation like this? How, how do you even get your voice heard when you're being shouted down, even at these public forums? It is extremely frustrating particularly when you recognize that children are very suggestible. They're immature and they're curious. The perfect situation to come in and take advantage of them, which is the reason that they have parents who can protect them until such time as they reach a level of maturity where they can protect themselves. And what these leftists are doing are trying to remove the parents from the equation so that they can have complete sway over the children. And that's what Vladimir Lenin meant when he said, give me your children to teach for four years and the seed that I sow will never be uprooted. They know how to indoctrinate and we must be every bit as aggressive. That's why we developed the American Cornerstone Institute. That's why we developed the uh, Little Patriots program to teach children all of American history, the good, the bad, and the ugly. But the fact of the matter is, is a lot more good than there is bad and ugly. And we have others who just want to emphasize the bad and ugly and try to build everything around that. Completely irrational. But it is rational for them because they're trying to fundamentally change this country. And I think, and they're succeeding, unfortunately. We're seeing like Generation Zers only like 16% are proud to be American. So it's like, it's working, whatever they're doing. It's like, we need we need our younger generation to fall in love with this country again. And it ain't gonna happen by telling them that it's inherently bad. So we're seeing that. And, and the education system obviously is failing. I wanted to bring up, I know James Patterson uh, funded your new pilot program, the HBCU scholarship. Uh, excuse me, I had uh, James Patterson on the podcast on First Class Fatherhood a few years ago. Awesome guy that is really doing a lot because he sees the importance of literacy in this country, and we're having a problem with it right now. Tell me about the new program. Well, you know, I have been a big advocate of, of reading. My wife and I have put in close to 270 reading rooms across the country. And, uh, you know, we live in the same general neighborhood as uh, James Patterson. So we said, why don't we reach out to him and see uh, what he thinks about uh, spreading this? And, uh, you know, we sat down, we had lunch. Uh, he was very enthusiastic about what we were doing. We said, maybe there's a way that we can work together. So uh, he, he was particularly interested in what was happening in the African-American community with uh, HBCUs. And uh, he said, if you guys can figure out a way uh, to use a donation that I make uh, to enhance your program for the children might want to go to HBCUs, uh, I'm, I'm with you. And of course, it didn't take us long to figure out how to do that. And uh, the, the program was hatched. 
Yeah, really awesome stuff. And it just, you, you know, Dr. Carson, obviously money has been thrown at the school systems for so for so long and it seems to produce no results. We've just seen with LeBron James, he has put a ton of money into this I Promise school. It seemed to be good publicity for him. The media loved it when he launched it. Everyone was applauding him and his and now we've seen that in the last three years, not a single student has passed a math test. So why are schools like his failing, despite the fact that they're throwing a ton of money at it? And what do they need to do to change it? Well, there has to be accountability. Uh, right now, teachers get paid the same. Uh, nothing happens whether the students pass or fail. That's not the way the rest of the world works. <laughs> so if, if you reward something, you get more of it. And if you punish something, you get less of it. Same thing applies across the board. And uh, we just need to also look at the places that do succeed and have enough humility to say, let's maybe utilize the techniques that they use. But uh, people are too proud, too stubborn, and uh, they just keep making the children, unfortunately, the recipients of their failures. And it seems like, uh, especially the left, the progressives, so down on school choice, while it seems like the conservatives are, are, are pro-school uh, choice. Why, why, what is the negative? What is the downside of school choice? Why is it that the left wants it out so bad? Why, uh, what is the reasoning for that? Well, you know, there's probably a number of reasons. But uh, if you look back historically at societies that change and that become totalitarian, one of the things they do first is dumb down the population because people who are not well-informed, well-educated are much more docile, are much easier to manipulate. And uh, you, you probably saw the Baltimore Project a few months ago. They looked at 23 public schools, elementary, middle, and high schools, uh, surveying for children who were proficient in math at grade level. Out of thousands of students, zero, not a single one was proficient. Now, you know it's not because of intellectual deficiency. You know that there is a systemic problem in the way that it's being done. And you hear people, for instance, say, I'm not good at math. Everybody's good at math if you give them the foundation. It's like reading. Reading is pretty easy if you know all 26 letters. But if you only know 21, you know the vast majority. But say you don't know A, E, O, S, and T, which could you read? You say, I'm not good at reading. You fill in those five letters and all of a sudden you're good at reading. Math, science, the same way, but you have to teach them correctly. And, and you know, I just as a parent of four kids, especially seeing it when it actually clicks, when it, when the struggling happens and it, they feel that way, can't read, can't read, then it finally clicks and they get it and the eyes light up. And now reading now, like my, my daughter now reading book after book. And it's, it's amazing to watch that process happen. And it's just a shame that more kids aren't getting that in this country when we have, you know, we, we're the best place in the world to live. How could we be failing our kids so bad in the education system? It, it's it's really mind-boggling. Now, I know that there was reports of uh, a school in Anchorage, a school superintendent that was not going to allow you to speak up there. So is, is that true? Are they not allowing you to speak? Or what, what's the latest update on that? Uh, there's a lot of controversy about it. Uh, I'm going to be doing a number of events in Alaska uh, starting this weekend. Um, but, yes, there are superintendents not only in Alaska but in various places who do not want children to be exposed to someone who is going to disabuse them of the notion that they might be victims. Uh, 
You know, that is a big part of their agenda because that's how they are able to control by driving wedges between the population on the basis of race, income, age, gender, political affiliation, religion, you name it, divide the people and control. And uh, the progressives are very good at that. that. That school superintendent that you mentioned is just being blistered and everybody's calling for his resignation. I don't know how it's all going to end up. <laughs> well, I'm going to keep an eye on it. Hopefully he comes to his senses and realizes that it's the wrong move. And I really can't for the life of me, especially you know, somebody like yourself, where you come from, what you've accomplished. It's amazing that you are not uh, more looked up to, especially in the African-American community, who's idolizing people like Cardi B and which is actually just rotting out the entire community. I, I just really can't understand it. But I know you're doing great work with the American Quarterstone Institute. What's the latest on that? What's coming? What are the objectives right now for the rest of the year here for the American Cornerstone Institute? Well, we're continuing to expand the, the Little Patriots program. LittlePatriotsLearning.com, completely free of charge because we get wonderful patriotic Americans to underwrite the program. So when you look at it, you're going to say this is very expensive. And it is, but somebody else is paying for it, so take advantage. And uh, the Executive Branch for America program, which we just launched a few months ago, is really growing quickly. It's an online teaching program about how our government works how our laws work, how the executive branch works, because we're aiming this particularly at, at college students, uh, young staffers, uh, because we want them to be armed with the knowledge that is necessary in order to make effective changes and to counterbalance the leftists uh, who are entrenched in our government. If you look at the federal government and the millions of employees, that are career employees, 90% of them are progressive. And, uh, you know, the boat is tilting. It's about to tip over. We need to put some on the other side so we can balance things out. So that's what EBA is all about. Uh, you can get certified to this program. And again, free of charge, because we've gotten wonderful patriotic Americans to underwrite it. And you can hear perspectives from lots of people uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders does the interviews uh, of people who've headed up lots of federal agencies. And uh, it's extremely entertaining, even if you don't go into government, just to be able to know how things work. Well, I, I love and honor what you're doing. The, the American Cornerstone Institute link is down there in the description of today's podcast episode to check up on what you're doing. And, and again, what you said before there too, my oldest is going to be a senior in September. So we're a couple of weeks away from having a senior in high school and we're looking at the colleges and it's for one, you see 43 million Americans that are begging for the government and the taxpayers to pay off their loans because they can't do it themselves. And then you have the fact that so many of the colleges are so far left, so far uh, progressive that the kids come out hating America, hating the police. And so it's a scary time for parents, especially somebody in my position that's gonna, getting ready to, to, to look at this. And you said, uh, you know, Lenin was who said, give me your child for four years. I'm praying to God that Proverbs 22, six will help me offset that by training up a child the way he should go. And as he gets old, he won't depart from it. But give me a parting word here for the parents out there like myself who are concerned about the way this country is heading and the country that the kids are going to inherit. What's the positive outlook? What can we look forward to hoping uh, is going to change here in this country? Our founders were extremely wise individuals. 
and they looked at every government system that ever existed. And they were eclectic. They, they t derived the good things and they added it and they got rid of the bad things. What did they learn? They learned that governments, no matter how they start, how benign they are, what wonderful principles they have, they all do the same thing. They grow, they infiltrate, and they dominate. And that's why they work so hard to give us the Constitution that would allow us to remain free, independent, and fair. But it's going to have to be the people who get behind it and enforce it and understand it. Government will not do it. Uh, they will not control themselves. They simply will not do it. So you have to understand the Constitution and you have to be willing to get involved. That is the key. This country is of, by, and for the people, not of, by, and for the government. Yeah, extremely well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. Uh, Dr. Ben Carson, thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on the Alec Lay Show. And thank you for being a patron. All right, such an honor and a pleasure to talk to Dr. Ben Carson once again. Really honored to have him on the Alec Lay Show here. I owe this all to you guys uh, for sharing the broadcast and bringing in some more attention to the Alec Lay Show, helping me to nail down these awesome guests. Dr. Carson, so articulate uh, and really just so well-spoken. It's really awesome to get a chance to hear his insight on what is really just a scary time politically and just socially, economically, just a scary time for parents and just Americans in general in this country and something has got to change quickly here because it, it is not looking good. And like I said with Dr. Carson uh, here in New Jersey, I am really hoping uh, that at the end of this month I can get the, uh, Governor Phil Murphy onto the Alec Lay Show to talk to him about this very thing uh, that, uh, with uh, school children being allowed to choose their pronouns, being allowed to identify as different sexes and not even the teachers not have to notify the parents is absolutely a disgrace and an insult to parents in the state of New Jersey. So I really hope that he will. I, I was in contact with his office in July. They told me to circle back at the end of August. I'm going to do so. And if I get that one on here, if I get the governor on here, boy, you do not want to miss out on that episode. I'll tell you that much right now. And I'm going to update it. Follow me on Instagram at The Alec Lay Show, where you can catch all the upcoming guest announcements. I'm working hard to get the best guests possible. You saw one of them right here today. Dr. Ben Carson. So I hope you enjoyed that. Again, please share the broadcast. Let's try to build up, push the algorithm, and pump it as much as we can. You guys have been great. I really appreciate the support uh, from all of you guys out there that have been really helping me push the show up. Uh, we'll be back here live on Rumble Tuesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So follow me here, share it, spread the word. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Don't forget, I'm swimming across the Hudson River. Tune in to Fox News in the morning, Saturday morning, this Saturday. Tune in to Fox or Newsmax. Both of them are covering the event. Uh, you'll see me out there swimming uh, with the Navy SEALs. Uh, Pete Hegseth, Will Kane, they'll be swimming in it as well from Fox News. Carl Higby is supposed to be swimming. I'm not sure. He just had recently had uh, ankle surgery. So I hope to see him out there. Anyway, the link to my campaign is down there in the description below. I'll see you guys on Tuesday. God bless all you parents out there. God bless all you listeners. God bless our police and first responders and our military. God bless America. And I'll catch you guys next week.